Well, good morning again. I uh, just want to shout out to the praise uh, band this morning. I don't know about you, but this morning we're worshiping, right? Those first couple songs, I'm worshiping, I'm worshiping the Lord, and then all of a sudden it was busting out praise, right? Praise. And so thank you so much to all of you that serve uh, up here uh, to bring us into the presence of the Lord this morning. Worship has just been amazing. So uh, we are continuing in our all-in series last week. Uh, we, we talked about uh, prayer, and we had a Bible verse, remember, uh, last week. You may remember we had a Bible verse that we were going to put in our phone. Okay, we're going we're gonna, to uh, bring that up this morning just to kind of remember, just to keep this fresh in our minds. Let's lift our voices together as we uh, say this. Philippians 4, 6 through 7, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That is such a, uh, uh, an important verse. And so many times uh, we've got situations in life where we get all caught up in knots. We may have a situation that we find ourselves in. And that is such a great scripture to remember. Uh, and, and the reason that we're doing this, each week we're going to have a new Bible verse, because to be all in, it's to have God's word in us, right? And we may not have every single exact word down, uh, but we know that God is going to speak to us in these moments as we memorize scripture. So again, uh, at the end of the, um, of the service, I'll have another verse for you uh, for this week. And I don't know if you guys remember too, last week we talked about prayer, but we also talked about fasting. And I heard from uh, several of you uh, that are experimenting with this whole fasting thing. And then some said, oh my gosh, before I knew it, um, I had eaten breakfast and lunch and I forgot that today was my fast day, right? And, and that happens. So, you know, allow uh, yourself grace, product of grace, right? We're all products of grace. Um, this is not just a one-time thing. This is not like, okay, we're in this all in and we're only going to do it now. This is something that I want us to create habits, right? These spiritual disciplines. So if you've not... I had a fast day yet. I want to encourage you to try that. There are different ways to do it. There's a 24-hour fast. There's a 36-hour fast. It could be a 12-hour fast. It could be an 8-hour fast, right? Uh, somebody said, you know what? I fasted while I slept. You woke up and you're like, oh, look, I fasted. <laughs> so however you wish to do that. So again, just want to encourage you. And something we've talked about in the past, too, is this idea. We've got the chronos time, right, which is on our, our watches, it's the time that we live by, um, hours, minutes, days. We've got the chronos. But then we've got the kairos time as well. And those are God moments where, uh, where we have these, uh, I like to say no such thing as a coincidence, but we have these, these God moments, these kairos moments. I'm going to share just a quick story with you. Um, I preached this message on uh, last Sunday, and Monday, uh, I was in the Verizon store. I had gotten a new phone and uh, needed to do a couple things with the phone, so I'm in Verizon and chit-chatting with the, the nice gentleman who is uh, helping uh, my mom and myself, and um, so anyway, just striking up a conversation, and she and I were going to grab a bite to eat for lunch when we were done and deciding where we were going to go. And the, the wonderful uh, gentleman that was helping us said, oh, gosh, food sounds really good, but my fast isn't over until 6 o'clock. I was like, you have got to be kidding me. My ears just perked right up. So um, we went over to the, to the table, and he was helping us with, uh, with our phones. And so, of course, I have to ask questions. And I said, so tell me more about why you're fasting. And so he proceeds to tell me that his father uh, has been a pastor his whole life, and uh, he has really been embracing the spiritual discipline of fasting. And the reason that he's doing it now is he is going to be a father soon. 
and he is trying to get into some good habits. And he said he has discovered uh, through fasting that he hears God more clearly. He's more aware of uh, what he eats and why he eats. He's also aware of how he spends money. And so it's just interesting to hear uh, a little bit about uh, his story and how God is speaking to him through his fast. And I just thought, wow, God is good right the very next day. I'm just at the Verizon and, and uh, sends me this person. So um, I, I just want to encourage you just to, to have this open eye to seeing God through those Kairos uh, moments and the Kronos moments of life. Are you with me? Those Kairos moments and the Kronos moments of our lives. So we are uh, continuing uh, in all in. And again, if you haven't gotten your shirt, uh, we thank David for being our model this morning, uh, to go ahead and pick up your shirt. And you know what? This, it's, I love these shirts, but it's more than a shirt, right? This is just not a shirt. This is all in for Jesus and what that looks like in our lives. So today we are uh, looking at what it means to be a witness uh, for Christ and, and what I like to call uh, to testify what we believe in. And, uh, you know, witness, it's such a, a churchy word, right? Such a churchy word, but it's, we're going to have some framework around that. So there's a couple of things uh, that I want to share with you from uh, Paul's letter. We're going to spend some time in Philippians this morning and a little bit in Romans. Uh, but there's two uh, key elements from Paul's, letters that I wanna, or Paul's letter that I want to share with you, uh, Philippians. This idea of testifying or witnessing. And we glorify what we testify anything in our lives, right? And we point people to Jesus through our words and through our actions. This, this young man that I encountered at Verizon had no idea the powerful, he was pointing the way to Jesus, right? In a very subtle way. So how um, do we point people to Jesus through our words and through our actions? And then teaching. Uh, Paul was a teacher uh, in the ways of Jesus. And, and I love the song that we sang, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, right? Jesus is the way, and he was a teacher of the ways of Jesus. Uh, often saying, remember what I taught you. Remember what I taught you. Uh, we've got several uh, teachers I know in here, educators in our midst. You don't have to raise your hands, but I know who some of you are. Uh, and we've had teachers in our lives, right? And um, I want to share just a few jokes with you this morning. You guys okay with that? We're going to mix things up. <clears throat> All right, so the teacher says to the student, didn't I tell you to stand at the end of the line? And the student responds, I tried, but someone was already there. <laughs> okay, why did the teacher go to the beach? To test the water. I thought that was pretty cute. Okay, teacher, if I had six oranges in one hand and I had seven apples in the other hand, what would I have? The student responds, big hands. And uh, the teacher says, what, so you're in this situation with the teacher. What do you do if the, if the teacher rolls their eyes at you, right? Ever had an eye roll? You pick them up and roll them back. <laughs> there you go. So I want to uh, set up our scripture this morning. Um, it is uh, Philippians. Again, we are continuing in the book of Philippians, the second chapter. And, and, and I mentioned this last week, that it's a joy letter. It's a joy letter. And again, just before I get into this, I want to encourage you guys to come each week. Let's not miss. If we're all in, let's come to worship. If, if for some reason you're out of town, hop on the live stream. But if you can be here each week, let's be all in together. So that way... When I'm saying, if I mentioned something last week, that you know where I am and where we're picking up. So again, uh, we're in Philippians 2, and again, it's a joy letter. I had mentioned that last week. And, uh, Paul, and Paul says, hey, don't forget what I've taught you. Don't forget what I've taught you. And many of us have been impacted by educators, mentors, family members, friends, coworkers, who speak wisdom and hope and encouragement to all of us. 
uh, many times life lessons. And we haven't forgotten uh, those, those things and how they shape the way that we think. And as I say that, uh, I'm sure some people come to mind. It could be a parent. It could be a grandparent. And then uh, some of us in this season of our life have that opportunity to pour wisdom and influence upon others. So Paul is saying, don't forget what I've taught you. Don't forget what I've taught you. You see, we have sacred times with God. And Sunday morning is one of those times where we, we gather together and we, we worship. But the reality is we walk out these doors and we walk into the world, right? It sometimes hits us smack in the face when we walk out these doors and we encounter people in this world that think differently than us and that want us to think the way that they think. They want to influence us in ways that God doesn't want us to be influenced. And we can't forget what God has imparted to us. That's why it's so important to read Scripture, to memorize Scripture, to be rooted in Scripture. So this, uh, this teaching of Paul reminds them um, of, of what, they, what he imparted to them, not to forget it. And uh, th this morning's uh, reading is from the Passion Translation. It's where God has me right now, uh, this Passion Translation uh, version. You can find it on your uh, Bible app uh, where there are uh, copies as well. So here are these words from Philippians 2, 1 through 5, and we're going to have it up on the screen. We've got lots of fantastic scripture this morning, so be sure you soak it in. Look at how much encouragement you found in your relationship with the Anointed One. You are filled to overflowing with his comforting love. You have experienced a deepening friendship with the Holy Spirit and have felt his tender affection and mercy. So I'm asking you, my friends, that you be joined together in perfect unity with one heart, one passion, and united in one, united in one love. Walk together with one harmonious purpose, and you will fill my heart with unbounded joy. Be free from pride-filled opinions, for they will only harm your cherished unity. Don't allow self-promotion to hide in your hearts, but in authentic humility, put others first and view others as far more important than yourselves. Abandon every display of selfishness. Possess a greater concern for what matters to others instead of your own interests. And consider the example that Jesus, the Anointed One, has set before us let his mindset become your motivation. So Paul is telling us that we need to have the mindset of Christ to think. Uh, you know, a long time ago, uh, those bracelets were a big deal. WWJD, what would Jesus do? Uh, to have that mindset of Christ. We're going to continue on in Philippians 2. Uh, we're going to pick up in verse 12. My beloved ones, just like you've always listened to everything I've taught you in the past, I'm asking you now to keep following my instructions as though I were right there with you. Now you must continue to make this new life fully manifested as you live in the holy awe of God, which brings you trembling into his presence. God will continually revitalize you, implanting within you the passion to do what pleases him. Live a cheerful life without complaining or division among yourselves. For then you will be seen as innocent, faultless, and pure children of God, even though you live in the midst of brutal and a perverse culture. For you will appear, appear among them as shining lights in the universe, offering them the words of eternal life. Offering them the words of eternal life. If we, if we read between the lines, 
right? If we read between these lines in this letter, it, it would appear that maybe they have fallen away. They've fallen away from what Paul had taught them. And he's saying, straighten up, straighten up and pretend that I am still with you. Pretend that I'm still with you. Some of, um, some of us heard our parents literally in our ears, right, when we would make a bad decision or doing something we, we shouldn't. We've all had that whisper in our ear or maybe a stern uh, in our ear saying, you know, straighten up. I taught you better. Straighten up. Fly right. We've got the instruction book right here. We've got it right here. Let's go back to the instructions and, and try it again. And we're thankful. We are thankful for God's mercy and grace, his mercy and his grace. I love this idea in this letter that, that we have this personal obedience, right? Fasting, prayer, being all in. It's personal obedience. And then this divine empowerment, these kairos moments, this divine empowerment uh, that is with us that equals God's good pleasure. That's how it all comes together. That's how it all comes together. And then, and then I love how Paul says, and then there's no complaining. Oh, really? No complaining. So what does God hear when we complain? This is a, a new thought for me. I never thought about this because I grumble like the rest of you. What does God hear when we complain? We complain because we're unhappy, but when we complain, it can sometimes either deny the wisdom or the goodness of God. Ooh, ooh, don't miss that this morning. When we complain, we can sometimes either deny, either deny the wisdom or the goodness of God. Maybe we're uncomfortable for a reason. Maybe we're uncomfortable for a reason. I find myself in different situations, and, and I'm trying to change the way that I think, okay, God, what do you want me to learn in this situation? What do you want me to learn? It changes our complaining. I want to share just a quick story of a monk, a monk. Uh, this monk, um, as many monks, he could only speak two words every 10 years, okay? Two words every 10 years. At the end of the first 10 years, he said, bad food. At the end of 20 years, he said, hard bed. At the end of 30 years, he said, I quit. <laughs> and the priest responded, you might as well because all you do is complain. <laughs> For you will appear among them as shining lights in the universe, offering them the words of eternal life. You see, you can't expect God to use you as a lighthouse somewhere else if he can't use you as a candle where you are. Let that soak in. Don't expect God to use you as a lighthouse somewhere else if he can't use you as a candle where you are. You see, we all have a choice. We can burn up our energy with grumbling and disputing or as shining lights. We can shine like a flashlight, guiding those walking in the darkness, like a lighthouse, signal, signaling those caught in the world's fog to see the shore, like the sun beaming sunshine on a darkened, cloudy day like a star cutting holes in the darkness, and like the moon reflecting the light from a greater source. We all have a light within us, and that light 
is Jesus. We are messengers called to witness. I like that word so much more. It's just something that God has been putting on my heart for the past several months, this idea that we are messengers of his mercy and his grace and of his good news. We are messengers every day, and we glorify what we testify. Just a couple of things I love. I love the beach, right? We've all got things that we love. I love the beach and Holden Beach in particular in North Carolina. I love shopping at Costco. Oh my gosh, I could talk to you all day about how I love shopping at Costco. Uh, candles at Bath and Body Works. It's the joke in my family that I need to get buy stock in Bath and Body Works, right? Because I love candles so much. In, in a sense, we glorify these places and these things as we talk to others, right? Without even really realizing the things that, that we talk about. How does our faith come into our conversations? How does our faith come in our conversations to glorify, glorify the way that God is present in your life? Hear these words uh, from uh, the uh, letter that uh, Paul penned to the Romans. It's Romans 10, 14 through 16. Again, the Passion Translation. Hear these words. But how can people call on him for help if they have not yet believed? And how can they believe in one they've not yet heard of? And how can they hear the message of life if there is no one to proclaim it? Whew. And how can the message be proclaimed if messengers have not yet been sent? That is why the scriptures say, how welcome is the arrival of those proclaiming the joyful news of peace and, the good, and of the good things to come. But not everyone welcomes the good news, as Isaiah said. Lord, is there anyone who hears and believes our message? Faith, then, is birthed in a heart that responds to God's anointed utterance of the anointed one. Last week, um, we uh, got to, to hear a little bit of Marlon's testimony, and this week we get to hear a little bit of uh, Tom's uh, message of, of being a messenger of Christ. So I'm so excited uh, to share this with you this morning. Good morning. My name is Tom Pierce, and I'm as surprised as you are to be sitting here today. A year ago, there's no way in the world I would have ever done a video and talked about my testimony. But about a year ago, I joined a disciple group here at the church, and I'm really thrilled with the changes that I've seen, mostly in myself and my relationship with God. A year ago, I was probably considered more of a loner, and now I find it's okay to be out and be open with people, encourage people with the slightest of word or phrase. A week ago, I was at the airport fumbling around with a self-help check-in and the lady at the counter was either bored or felt sorry for me and invited me up. And the first question she said is, final destination? And I, and I looked at her and I said, heaven, of course, but not necessarily on this trip. And uh, we shared a smile. And at that moment, I was reminded that a phrase like that is not necessarily going to change the world, but it can certainly change that moment and possibly brighten someone's day. About nine months ago, I was jogging at VOA, and I'm not very fast. And this lady passed by me, and I looked up at her, and I said something to the effect of nice pace or good job. And about 12 minutes later, she lapped me again. And as she went by, she yelled out, I'm praying for you. Well, that kind of caught me off guard. And I, I stopped her and I said, what did you say? And she said, I'm praying for you. I said, thanks, I need it. And this lady actually stopped her jog. And I found out later she was training for a marathon. 
And we walked for about 10 minutes. And I haven't shared that story with very many people, but when I do, I always say that that was my version of Christ coming down to me in the form of somebody that I could recognize. Jesus was talking to me in the form of a jogger and encouraging me. And my goal that day was just to encourage her. I'm enjoying this change. Uh, some of the folks at work are asking me, you know, what's different? You don't seem as grumpy anymore. And I've invited a couple people to come to church with me. In the last couple weeks, I've had three. So I, I think I'm making progress. And I, I just wanted to share that with you this morning and wish you a great day. Thanks. Wasn't that awesome? Let's give uh, Tom a hand clap and uh, just praises to the Lord. I just love how he was vulnerable to, uh, to share his story with all of us. And, and I don't know if you picked up on that, but you know what? You don't have to go with your Bible and say, let me read the book of John, do you, right? How do we, these subtle things, right? What's your final destination? That's awesome. What a great way to uh, open up that conversation. We are messengers, each and every one of us our messengers to share the good news of Jesus. Our uh, memory verse uh, for this upcoming week comes from Philippians 1 through 6. Who's got their phone? Let's go ahead and pull out our phones. We did this last week. So we're going to go to the app. How many of you have the app? We have the app, right? Tell me you have the app. Good. So we're going to go ahead and power up. You're going to go to Sunday worship. It says check-in, so you could have either checked in already this morning or you could have done the tear and share. The second one is sermon notes. So we've got the sermon notes. Down there it says key Bible verse. You want to go ahead and type in this address, Philippians 1.6. Philippians 1.6. And then that way, uh, as you're on your phone, or if you're like me, I'm always on my phone, that's always there before you. You never have to wonder, hey, what's the memory verse this week? So let's lift our voices together as, as we uh, share this uh, memory verse. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. One more time. Let's act like we mean it, right? Let's lift our voices. Being confident of this, woo, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. I love it. I want you guys to remember that uh, this week as you go into this week. The thing that I love about that passage is that we are a work in progress. We are a work in progress. And, um, oh, Tom's back. Uh, we are a work in progress. And I want you to allow yourself to be that way. Can you do that? We think that we have to be perfect. And guess what? We're not, we're not perfect until the day of Christ Jesus. We are a continual work in progress. We're learning this thing, right? We're learning every day uh, the ways to walk in the ways of Jesus. So allow yourself to be a work in progress, but strive for perfection, right? We're striving to always do better, but allow yourself to be that work. One of the things that... Um, really struck me as I have been thinking about this series is uh, what it means to be all in for Jesus. And the reality is that Jesus was all in for you, and he was all in for me, so much so that he gave his life for us, for us. So what does it mean then for us to reflect that life, to be all in for Jesus? So what's your testimony? What's your story. What's your story? God said through Paul, don't forget what I've taught you. And with others, share it with others. 
We are messengers of the good news of Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Father, we come before you. And God, we just thank you for this idea that we're a work in progress and that you're continuing the good work in each and every one of us to bring it to completion that day when we come face to face with Jesus. God, we want to know you more. And as we, we learn what it means to, to be all in through prayer, God, we, we pray this prayer of the Lord's Prayer, our Father. This is a family that we're a part of. This is a family and you're our Father. And then this idea of witnessing, we are messengers to share your grace and your love and the good news of Jesus Christ. People want to hear good news. We live in a world that is desperate for good news. And God, uh, we know that heaven is our final destination, but until we get there, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. God, we are your messengers. So I pray that, that you would pour out your spirit upon each and every one of us. And Lord, give us a spirit of courage, of vulnerability, Lord, to be real. Just to go ahead and, and, and to, to, to drop maybe a word Maybe mention something that, that we heard in church or something that we're doing in our lives, a way that we've had experienced this Kairos moment. God, to share that with others. People are hungry for you. God, we're hungry for you. And we are so thankful that our Redeemer lives. Our Redeemer lives and our Redeemer lives in each and every one of us. We are your messengers. God, I just ask your blessing upon our feet as we go in your name. We pray these things in the mighty and the powerful name of Jesus and all of God's people said, amen. I invite you to sing as we sing our closing song.